Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary as we continue to preview the National Hockey League season, which is now just a few days away. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all very much for tuning in today. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, like the video. If you're listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. We're also on Facebook. Um, so coming up on the show today, we are wrapping up our Calgary Flames previews, previewing the goaltenders, looking at potential breakout players and X-Factors uh, on this team, and then we're going to continue our NHL previews, looking at the most talented teams in the league. So it should be a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. All right, let's take a look at the Calgary Flames goaltending situation. And, I mean, spoiler alert, it's very important to this team. Um, the, this group last year, led by Jacob Markstrom, was extremely disappointing and probably a big reason why this team stopped playing hockey after 82 games instead of doing that playoff thing. Th this is a Flames team that needed consistent goaltending last year and did not get it. Um... And if that is the case this year, that is going to be, once again, a very big problem for this franchise moving forward. Um, so, let's get into it. Jacob Markstrom, last season, 23, 21, and 12, with a 2.92 uh, goals against average, and an 8.92 save percentage. Just 100% was not good enough last season. He'll tell you he was not good enough last season. He has to be better for this team to make any kind of progress this season. It was a season last year filled with backbreaking goals, especially goals that happened on the first shot of the game or within the first five. Um, and within the first five minutes, they were early goals that just absolutely sucked the life out of this team. And for a Flames team that had a lot of changes going into last offseason that needed um, probably a, a stabilizing force back between the pipes, they just simply didn't get it. All season long, they did not get the goaltending that this team needed. Um, if that's the case again this year, like that this is going to be a team that probably has to blow things up by the trade deadline. Um, it, it honestly felt like in a lot of games, the Flames were down one nothing going into going into the games because you just knew at some point he was going to let in a bad goal that so you you were going to be behind. Um, it, it was just such a such a bad bad season for Jacob Markstrom. Um, quite frankly, and again, just being brutally honest about the goaltending with, with this team, if. Calgary gets league average goaltending last year. They're a playoff team. It wasn't just that it was an 892 save percentage. It was the goals that went in, when they went in, how they went in. That was just soul crushing for this team. And one or two you can kind of write off, but there was like 50 that were just dreadful for this club last year. And that, that just cannot be. It is the biggest question mark coming into this season. We can talk all we want about uh, Huberto taking a step forward or getting back to what he was. What's Lindholm going to be? How are you going to replace the Toffoli goals? All of, the, all of these questions, none of them matter if Markstrom is bad again this year. If he is average, okay, there, there's a shot. If he's good, then you have a, a legitimate shot of making the, the postseason and probably making a run. But if he sucks, which he did last year, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Huberto comes up with 115 points. Doesn't matter if Manjapani scores 50. Um, if Elias Lindholm signs a contract forever and ever, amen, and is an MVP candidate, none of it matters if Markstrom is bad this year. His backup, 
surprisingly kind of similar numbers. Didn't feel like it. Uh, Dan Vladar, 14-6-5 with a 2.83 goals against average and an 8.95 save percentage. Now, I would argue that saying that your starting goalie had similar goalies to your backup is a real big problem, but it kind of felt last year like Vladar was the more consistent and more reliable goalie for long stretches. So to, to see those numbers kind of being in similar spots is a little bit surprising. What's very surprising is Dan Vladar's still on this team. That, that was not something I was expecting coming into this training camp. I thought that coming into the offseason, one of the guarantees was that Vladar was going to move, be moved to a team for depth and Dustin Wolf was going to come in and it would be a 50-30 split between the pipes for these, um, for Markstrom and for Wolf, and you, you would get the best goalie in the American Hockey League getting his opportunity to grow with this team. Um, instead, Vladar is here, and so he may as well make the most of it. Um, he was consistency that they desperately needed a season ago for Calgary and a player that... Um, just stepped up in a few ways for the Flames. He has to be that again this year. If he is just like bad backup goalie X, then again, it's too much is going to be placed on the shoulders of Jacob Markstrom. I would imagine we see quite a bit of Dan Vladar this season. Um, he's he's gonna need to be the guy. Uh, maybe not not the guy. That's a bit of a stretch, but he's gonna have to be the guy he was last year. Is more what what I was getting to. Um, he just. He he brought a calmness between the pipes this year that they didn't have. One of the um, real outliers in this is Dustin Wolf. Last season in the American Hockey League, 42-10-2 with a 2.09 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage in the American Hockey League. He also made his NHL debut. He was spectacular with the Calgary Wranglers a season ago. And he has done everything at the American Hockey League level, save for when a Calder Trophy, um, sorry, a Calder Cup. Um, he's done everything at that level that you would want him to, but he needed to take the job away from Vladar. When Vladar wasn't moved, it was on Dustin Wolf to make himself irreplaceable, um, in this training camp. And he didn't, he was fine bordering on. Okay. Which is the wrong way you want that to go. You want, oh, fine. Bordering on good. Uh, it went the other way. It, he was, he was okay to fine at points in the, in this training camp. So now I'm interested to see how does this kid handle that kind of adversity, right? Cause I would imagine, um, like he was phenomenal in the Western hockey league, gets drafted probably a little later than he'd want. Um, goes into the AHL and is just fucking awesome the whole time. And so now it, it just felt like this was the, the straight line all the way through. And it wasn't now, or it's not now anyway, that this is a minor hiccup. So how does he handle this type of a situation? Now, I'll be really interested to see how, how he handles this adversity. Also, given that there are a number of goaltending issues around the league, um, does Vladar get moved at some point this year? Do we see Dustin Wolf come in and kind of take the reins for the, the Calgary Flames? Um, I think it's, it's an interesting subplot to this season, but there is no question whether it is Markstrom, whether it's Vladar, or whether it is Wolf, the goaltending absolutely needs to be better this season for the Flames to have any hope of contending. Let's get into our potential breakout stars for the Calgary Flames this year. We have a couple of them. Um, the first one is Matt Coronado. This is an easy one because um, of how well he has played throughout this preseason. He has been one of the most impressive players that the Flames have had consistently so far this preseason. You see the offensive upside. You see the offensive instincts that he has. He's going to get time on the power play. He's going to get time in a top six role. And he seems to have all of the skills to back it up. So I'm really excited to see what Matt Coronado brings to this. Um, like I said, he's going to get a lot of chances. He's been unreal this preseason. I, I'm really interested to see what he does. And the other potential breakout candidate for the Flames, 
shares his line. Igor um, Sharangovich is, again, on the same line with Coronado, or to start the year anyway, with Michael Backlund. He's someone we've at least seen it from before, but I think he's going to get more opportunities with the Flames than he did with the Devils, which Flames fans let that sentence sink in for a second, although the Devils, we'll talk about them in a little bit, a very talented team, but um, he's going to get more opportunities in Calgary than, than he did with the Devils, and he has that scoring touch that we've seen can take advantage of that, and he's with a Michael Backlund who has done a phenomenal job of elevating talent around him, so all of these things mean that these are two guys who have the potential to break out. I think another one is Walker Dewar. He's already broken out in the fans' minds as a fan favorite, but I think he has a chance to break out in a way that um, like he, I don't think 30 goals or anything for Walker Dewar, but I, I think he has the opportunity to potentially break out in that, like he is a regular who goes from fourth line energy guy to maybe middle six dude who you can see contributing a little bit. I love the style of play. I love the aggressiveness that he plays with and just, uh, a, a, again, a sense in the offensive zone. So I, I think there's a chance Walker Dewar, um, kind of, I, I don't want to say lives up to the hype because there's not a lot of hype around him. There's just a lot of excitement around him. Um, in terms of, like, him being a fan favorite with the Flames. Once again, notebook flip. Uh, you'll be hearing that a lot over the next couple of days. Let's uh, get into the X-Factor players for the Flames this season. I think one is Andrew Mangiapane, um, for a couple of reasons. One, it looks like he's going to start the season on a line with Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberto, two of the most important non-goalies for the Calgary Flames this season. He has to, I think, and it's not on him to get those two veterans get going, by the way, but he, I think, is going to be tasked with a lot of puck retrieval, help keep the, the pressure on in the offensive zone, and help kind of keep things moving for this team. Um, and so I, I think that there is going to be a bit of pressure on him. Can he help get the most out of those two guys? Because um, there's going to be a lot of focus on that line. He, I think, has a big role to play in helping get those guys to, to where they need. But also, there's a lot of expectation on him. Um based on past experiences that he needs to kind of live up to. Tyler Defoley left. There's 34 goals that the Flames just need, even just to get up to last year's subpar total. So now you need Manjapani to make up, I think, a lot of that. And I think a lot of the pressure is on him to do that. He had 17 goals last year. Um, they kind of need him to basically double that. And, like, he can, for sure, but it's just, like, if... If he is just 17 to 20 goal guy, then it feels like the Flames don't take that full step forward. They, they need Manjapani to once again be 25 to 30 goal scorer. Uh, Blake Coleman's another one. He's going to be starting the year on the fourth line. At least that's how it looks right now. He was on a line with Backlund all year last year that was able to, to bring up some guys. If Coleman can be an effective player and help elevate the fourth liners with, with Dewar and then whether it's Schwint or Hunt, then this is going to be a Flames group that has four lines that you feel real comfortable with. And if anyone goes down with an injury, um, I, I think Coleman in the, the top nine is going to be able to, to slide in. So I think Coleman's going to have a real important part to play in helping this team's depth this season. Um, the, the last player X-Factor I have is Nikita Zadorov. With Oliver Shillington once again not starting the season with the club, I think that there is going to be a lot of pressure again on Nikita Zadorov, and he was phenomenal for this team last year. It looks like he he looks a bit more comfortable out there than even we saw with his great breakout year a season ago, but we know the top four for this defense is very good. Um, Zadorov, if he can kind of stay at that level, and he and Osterley, I think, are going to be really interesting together this year. 
if he can kind of stay at that level, then all of a sudden you have a very strong defense in front of a goaltender who had a shaky year. So I think Zadorov is going to be a big key for the Flames this year. And the last one to me is Mark Savard, brought in as kind of an offensive guru for this team. Um, the, the power play struggled mightily for Calgary last year. Offensively, this team was stuck in the mud all season long. Mark Savard, I think, is going to be in charge of a lot of that to try to get things going for this team. So I think he's going to be very important for Calgary this season. How do I think the Flames are going to do? You'll find out on our West Western Conference. I was going to say West Coast. That would be incorrect. Uh, Western Conference point total prediction show coming up tomorrow. Uh, so that's the basically it for the preview for the Calgary Flames. Let's keep our NHL preview going with a look at the most talented teams in the league. All right, taking a look at the most talented groups in the National Hockey League. We are going to count this thing down um, five through one. At five, it is the Edmonton Oilers. When you have those two dudes, McDavid and Drysaddle, the talent automatically goes up, but they've now surrounded them with a, a very good supporting cast. The blue line is starting to come around, and I actually think the goaltending isn't going to be as bad as some people maybe say it will. Obviously, those two guys stand out above the rest, but they have brought in some talented players um, with like over the years with Kane, with Brown, Hyman, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, and again, on the blue line, I think Bouchard is right for a, a big breakout this year. You got a full season of Ekholm. So I, I think that this is an Oilers team that just is just overflowing with talent this year. At Four, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. They get a bit of a knock because the best goalie in the world is going to be out for a couple of months, but there is still so much talent on this team. Not as much as there has been in the past, um, as uh, quite a bit has walked out that door, but th this is a Tampa Bay Lightning team that you feel very comfortable with um, in terms of the talent level on this squad. At three, it's the Colorado Avalanche. Even with Landis Coghurt, this team has brought in a ton of talented people um, with, again, some of the most talented players in the NHL, guys like um, guys like Nathan McKinnon and those sorts of players. So this is a Colorado team that is not hurting on the talent side. At number two, the New Jersey Devils. This might be a bit of an aggressive rank, but I just, I went through this team and I was like, man, there's Players I like up and down this roster, they have done a phenomenal job of building out both the, the forward group and the blue line. Um, this is a Devils team that is ready to take a major step forward this year. In their way, the number one most talented team in the league, in my opinion, the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, stupid amounts of talent. That blue line's insane. And the forward group, one through four on those lines, there is a potential difference maker on each line. They're able to spread it out. That This is a stupid, stupid talented team that is going to be a major problem in the Eastern Conference this season. All right, that is it for uh, the show today. Coming up tomorrow, we are going to have Eastern and Western Conference previews for the win totals for both teams. Um, and that is going to wrap up our NHL preview. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for watching, or for listening. I will talk to you all later.